Howdy, everybody. This is your host of Rambler, Jordan, uh, but this is not an episode of Rambler. Nope, this is a pilot for something me and my husband are working on together called Married About It. And it is the story of our very recent whirlwind romance and elopement in the middle of the pandemic. There's more to it, of course. About five more years to it. But, uh... This is the first snippet of what we're working on, and uh, I'll be updating y'all and starting a whole new feed for this show as soon as possible, so I hope you like it. I mean, intro show, like... I'm Jordan, and you're Dustin? And I'm Dustin. I, you're, I, I can say I'm Dustin. Yeah, well, fuck it in. Skoden, Jesus! Skoden. <laughs> um, I'm Dustin. I'm Jordan. And this is Married About It. We're Married About It. A podcast about finding love in a time of quarantine. And other millennial trash, I suppose. It's about a lot of things. Well, like, who are we and what do we do? That's probably a little bit of important background. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I'm a, I'm a welder, and I take metal pieces that were two different pieces, and then I use extreme heat to make them one same piece. I work in editing and publishing as an authenticity researcher and sensitivity reader and occasional book consultant, which is all just a lot of fancy words for saying, I read a lot of fantasy books and I think really damn hard about them. Yeah, well, I mean, so we got hitched during the pandemic, which maybe is not an extraordinary thing, because I assume that a lot of people either broke up or took some pretty steep dives this time, and some of us like to pack in both. Yeah, and, you know, things between us, it's a bit of a story, so we thought maybe we should tell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're newlyweds. We eloped in September. We've been together for a year. So we literally got together and then got hitched. But there's some things in between then and now. From the outside, it seems like a strange, oh, these people not thinking about what they're doing. We dated for a couple months and then got married. <laughs> you know, and then there may be a few out there who are listening who are like, oh, you know when you know. But that's not that's not necessarily the case either, right? No. There's six years of history behind this. Yeah. Relationships and friendships, events, innuendos, vibes. <laughs> uh, me being completely ignorant of the world around me up until the very last moment. You've never met a bitch who can compartmentalize like I can. To be fair, on the other side, there's me being... Things that are faced with stone. <laughs> well, it's not that you were stone-faced. I was incredibly stone-faced. Well, about that. But you were also a really genuine friend, you know what I mean? So it's well, not yeah. like we yeah. 
we didn't even know each other from a distance. We were actual homies who spent time together and talked about things and did things together. And you were like the first person who supported my Patreon for my first podcast. And so like we were actually genuine friends. Yeah, I, you know, I will say that you're not the first person I've felt feelings for in a situation that I couldn't really express those feelings for. Mm -hmm. And I find it's really healthy and great if you take those feelings and turn them into genuine friendships. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the human condition is like you can really like somebody, but that doesn't always mean that it would work out in reality. As like, as like a romantic <clears throat> or... What we're saying is this is an extraordinarily odd thing and it's super great and I am so glad. <laughs> so what are we talking about? <laughs> well, we're going to be talking about love, relationships, loss, tragedy, both funny and sad. We're going to talk about being regular, degular Midwestern folks who just so happen to have a slightly fairy tale like romance. And yes, we wear flannel. Yes, it's matching. We did not plan for our flannel to be matching. We just we each had our own flannel and then we moved in with each other and had matching flannel. Um we both have dads from Northeast Ohio. Um yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know what else. <laughs> that is a fact. They're literally both from, like, the same two counties, too. We both have Band-Aid dads, and we'll we'll probably get into what a Band-Aid dad oh, is. Oh, yeah, that's one of the made-up sciences, identifying a Band-Aid dad. Well, the thing is, is, like, where, where even should we start? Should we start from the beginning? Yeah, let's get started. Let's get started. From the beginning. Go from the beginning. What's the beginning? Well, I think you're going to have to start from the very beginning, aren't you? I guess I am going to have to start from the very beginning. The very, very beginning... Ah, the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) The way back machine. Fade out. A little bit of clouds kind of going through time. Back in the good old days of 2015. In 2015, why, I had the best dang mullet you'd ever seen. Could get within six feet of people. It was a good time. Uh, So, back in 2015, I met my lovely wife who's sitting here next to me at the time though she was not my my lovely wife she was nor did i have any idea that this is what was going to happen y'all no i mean neither did i no no one had any idea this was going to happen everyone was flabbergasted it was great so at this time she was not my lovely wife she was the friend of a friend of my partner right let that sink in for a minute right the friend of a friend of a partner see I was dating someone, their name is Gingy, and we were throwing a birthday party for their best friend, who also happened to be best friends with Jordan. Yeah, um, I knew Gingy when we were like 13, and then this mutual friend of ours, Clover, and I got like way closer throughout high school, and so we've been friends a long time, and it's been a super wonderful thing. I'm so glad that it's still going on. So anyways, these are really wonderful people who I love a lot. Yeah, so we both love them a lot. So I'm in a relationship with this person for a little over a few, about six months at this point, I believe. And uh, I meet Jordan and I meet her eye to eye and I see this twinkle in her eye and I just get, I just get real big feelings immediately recognizing the situation and not being 
a complete dick. I'm just kind of like, all right, well, I will recognize that I have these feelings and then bury them deep, deep inside and turn them into genuine friendship feels, I guess you could say. Well, at the time, I didn't plan to turn them into gen. At the time, I didn't have any plan. I basically was just like, yeah, I can't act on these feelings. That would uh, be a terrible thing to do in this situation. So I ignored them. But uh, I still wanted to get to know you. I tried to get your attention in in friendly ways, uh, play music that I thought you might be into at the party kind of things. I was, you know, the DJ that particular night. But, you know, didn't really even know I existed, which was fine. You had absolutely no reason to pay attention to my existence. Now, in your defense, I've always been a bit oblivious. Doing the most sometimes means that you miss out on really cute things going on in front of you. I mean, it's really not a terrible thing that you missed out on anything in that moment, right? I just wish I could see things the way you saw them through your eyes, you know, because it would be so fun to have that perspective, especially because, like, I'm a fucking dopey ragamuffin of a person, you know what I mean? So that night, like, I knew I had, like, titty sweat that I was thinking about. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're like, she has a glow, and I can tell you right now that my fucking baby hairs were tickling my ears, and this was before I knew that I was not neurotypical, so I was probably, like, annoyed as fuck and, like, mad about the sound, and you're like, she's got a twinkle in her eyes, and I'm like, (sighs) It was a four-hour drive here, and I've got swamp ass. I was also uh, drunk on mashed limes and rum that I had mixed up in a big pot for our friend Clover and her birthday. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was drunk as a skunk, too. You know, and that was another reason why I was like, I'll just put these feelings aside because I'm drunk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And... So, you know, fast forward a few years, you know, we're just kind of, lockdown was about to start, potentially. Um, you know, we were we were on the eve of lockdown, and at this point we had no concept of what lockdown was even going to mean. Mm-hmm. Were we not going to be able to go grocery shopping? Were, you know, were we going to be huddled up in our homes for however long? Or is it going to look like what they did in Italy or what they did in, you know, mm-hmm. France or other countries? And my concern was where I was at, um... When you are obviously a different person in a place where there is a lot of resentment towards different people, it makes it extremely hard to function. And I was, there were a lot of like very racist things that were just being said to me in the grocery store. And I knew that the more tension was building over these uncontrollable events, the more likely it was that I was actually going to be in danger because it's super duper obvious to pick a person like me out in a crowd of only white people. And that was all of the people in the town I was in. Not saying that there weren't a lot of good folks there. I made some really good friends. I did some great organizing. And I will always, like, appreciate the region for its history. I love Appalachian history. Probably something y'all will hear me talk a lot about. Because it's something I really, really love. But it was scary for me. And I needed to be... I needed to have a support system. And my family is here. And all my friends are here. And... I needed more than what I had. So, you know, she reaches out to me and asks if she can come stay with me in case of lockdown. And I had just, literally just bought a house uh, a month before. Um, And I have an extra bedroom. And so I was like, absolutely, I don't want you to be stuck alone during this time. We need to 
pull our community together and support each other. And so she came up here from down in Kentucky up to here and comes up here with her dog, cute little Coda boy. His full name, and he should be addressed as such, is our Lord Commander General Coda Sage. All right. Anyways, Coda Sage is my main dude. He is a collie pit mix. I've had him since he was six weeks old. He's, he's a sausage of a dog. He's 13 years old, and he has been my ever-constant companion and best friend for a very long time. And he gives the best hugs. He is all of the patients I don't have embodied in one creature. It's pandemic time, so I just kind of opened myself up and was like, Hey, I've had a crush on you for a while. I just want you to know that. When you're getting close to me, I can, you know, I won't act on those feelings if that's not something you share in return, and that's fine, but I want you to know that those feelings are there. And then I set my life on fire and left a relationship I had been in for four years and moved states. I think now's a good time for a Reddit relationship <laughs> advice break. It's Reddit time. All right, you folks. weren't prepared for that. Look I wasn't. Your face I was so not good. <laughs> That's why I did it. That was good. That was good. I don't. I don't know what to do with that information. It's just like this is another hint about me that you should have known before we got married, so you could have made more of an informed opinion. I've been watching you for five years. I made quite the informed opinion or decision. Okay, so now that you know that I was raised by literal circus people, let me make it obvious to you that the advice we give is not professional advice. We are not professionals. Don't follow our advice. We've been married for not even a full year. So... But of course we know all about it. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. No, we don't. No. We're just married about it. <laughs> we're just married about it. Her dad found out we had sex, and he thinks I'm a good Christian boy. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm a good Christian boy. <clears throat> so me and my girlfriend have been dating for well over a year and a half now, and we had sex a couple of times already. She's on the pill, and her mother is really the only one out of the parents that know we are sexually active. This past weekend, her parents took a trip down the shore, and that's when he found out. Gasp. (laughs) (laughs) Took a trip down the shore, and that's when he found out. Apparently, he just flat out asked her mother, and her mom obviously could not lie to her husband and told him. Imagine that conversation. Like... (laughs) Mar- married for like a several decades and you just Hold turn on. to your partner for several like, decades. Janice, is that boy pork in our daughter? Apparently, alright, so, oh, okay, so he asked the mom. Mom couldn't lie. Of course, right? Also, by the way, we are assuming these are all adult people. Alright, apparently he just, okay, so he asked the mom. Mom cannot lie and just told the husband. He then supposedly cried after and now he sees me in a new light. I want to say something to her dad, because I respect him tons. I brought up the idea to my girlfriend saying something to her dad, but she said he'd kick me out of the house. That was unsettling, and now I'm kind of panicking, so I'm in a pickle. Any advice? So... This this boy's really relished. Relished. Absolutely preserved. This is is a shitty situation, right? Because you got a situation where one parent is condoning a safe 
behavior in another parent is, I guess... An Neanderthal? Hurt deep deep in his heart over that this That his daughter has autonomy behavior. over her body? Um, the thing is, wow. I mean, my advice is, like, you're if you really do love this person, then you're just going to deal with having issues with their, their, their parents. And that's just how it is, like, because people's parents are weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people's parents have so much trauma. And, oh my god, y'all. And, like, they're weird, and they don't, they don't know how to be, uh, they just don't know how to be. You're, you don't, what are you talking about? You don't even have to deal with them. My parents. I've dealt with parents in the past. I've had plenty of parents in my life. Too many parents. Yeah. So many parents. <laughs> I've parented all of the parents. Good Christian boy. I think if you do respect this man tons, as you say, <laughs> you'll basically approach him and have a conversation that's like, um, it's weird that you're so obsessed with your daughter's body in this way. And she is making informed decisions on how to handle herself. She has access to medical care in regards to the situation. She has educated and she is being responsible. And if that makes you cry, then you need to realize your morals aren't really, you know, supportive of your daughter. And then fireworks will go off and the patriarchy will be ended. No, bro. You're just gonna have to awkwardly ride that out for several years, dog. Now, if I'm correct, there's no age written in this, but judging by the way it's written, I'm thinking these... They're around 18, maybe just under, just over. Yeah. Um, We're thinking youths. Like... The youths. If you're 18, you probably think you're with the person you're gonna spend the rest of your life with. And you might be right, but also, so, but, but, but I mean, that doesn't matter. It's just kind of like, yeah. so what? <laughs> it's just like, don't put so much pressure on yourself. You're doing something that's normal and human, so you shouldn't feel bad at all. You know, this guy has his own weird hangups, and if you guys are being consensual and you're happy together, like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Keep fucking it. The The real communication to maintain in this situation is the one with the person you're having sex with. Not not the person you're not having sex with. Yeah, bro. Reddit advice. Red? It? Yes. Let's do it again with a little bit more gumption. Red? It? Reddit advice. So this is the end of the episode, and we're going to do a little <clears throat> little quick final Reddit advice for you. Me, me, me. My BF keeps putting his fingers. You, got, you can't, you gotta take a breath. You gotta say it without <laughs> laughing. It doesn't it's work so if you laugh. Hard. Do you want me to do it? No. Okay. Don't take this from me. It's so hard. It doesn't work if it's not quick. The point is to be quick. Fuck you. <laughs> my BF keeps putting his fingers under my nose after he puts his fingers under his foreskin. 24 male and 24 female. At first, it was just a joke and I thought it was funny. Now he does it all the time just to get a reaction out of me because I don't notice straight away until the smell hits me. <laughs> <laughs> 
fro, your, your foreskin shouldn't smell. Buddy. Alright. <clears throat> it's starting to really annoy me because every time he does, I still laugh a bit. But now he thinks it's a fun joke, and every time I get mad at him about it, he doesn't take it seriously because I just laughed. I genuinely want him to stop because it's gross, and I don't like it, but I like... I feel like I've lost my ability to be taken seriously. I think there's a real real quick and easy uh, way to handle this situation. You know, what, what she needs to do, this 24 female, she just needs to stick her finger up her butt and, and put that... <laughs> Put that under his nose. Yeah. <laughs> Just like with the sweaty tang. No more. No more. Just I don't want to hear any more about taint. All right. And then, uh, you know, if he doesn't get the message, break up. final shout outs always for my patrons thanks for supporting the projects i get myself into and all the ideas that i have i'd also like to thank all my listeners for the very same reason i don't really need your money to appreciate you i just appreciate your feedback and the fact that you like the work that i do as always big ups to rain blakeman who uh, wrote the intro song that i used for rambler and also for this episode i'll probably be asking them to write the next one as well because I love everything that they do. If you want to know more about them, I've got information in the show notes and on my Patreon page about them. I do suggest that you check it out. Thanks for listening, and I hope you guys are looking forward to the next Rambler episode about uh, starting camping and Camping Tips 101 and the next Married About It episode. All right, peace.